When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, let's get into the housekeeping so we get into the show. Um, only one thing, and that's, please, new maniacs or old maniacs, go to uh, the Instagram page or the fan page, Michigan Maniacs fan page, leave a review, go to iTunes, Leave a review there. Uh, hit me up on the DM or however you want to get a hold of me. Leave your name well, or fake name or whatever you want to leave me, your address. And uh, I'll get you a sticker. A high quality sticker, good sticker. I'm looking to get some new ones coming out soon, new logo coming out soon. Uh, just takes a little bit of time with this corona pandemic baloney going on. So um, let's get into it, right? So, I don't know how long this episode is going to go, but it, it promises to be entertaining, I promise. Uh, little update, I think last time I was on, I let you know that um, I had, or I had been tested for coronavirus or whatever. Uh, that makes two attempts and two negative tests. Even though I've been to uh, a rodeo, I've very rarely wear a mask, unless I'm out in public where... You know, I want to be respectful to those who could catch it, who have, may have compromised uh, immune systems that I don't know about. So I'll be respectful there. Uh, but overall, work in a in a situation where it's highly, highly contagious right now. A lot of cases where I work uh, and a rodeo and everything else I do. Two swipes at me. You miss me every time there, COVID. Kicking ass, taking names. Make sure you guys keep up on your vitamin D, your vitamin C. Just try and live a better, healthy lifestyle, and I think we'll get through this, guys. Okay, so let's get into this. Um, I don't even know what... I only have a few subjects, really, because let's face it, nothing's going on. Uh, but the main thing that I wanted to talk about, and I touched on it last time I was on, and that was the all-Big Ten, just conference scheduling only. And it looks like we're going to have to schedule a 10th game. And there's a few teams that are available for that tenth game. Uh, my and out of the out of the ones, it would be Iowa, Northwestern, Illinois, and Nebraska are the main leaders. I would assume. Uh, I guess we're going to find out at the end of the month. Uh, but my pick would be this. My pick would be Nebraska, only because while well, one, I definitely don't want Iowa. Iowa is a complete nightmare if we have to go to them. If we go to Iowa, you know they're going to make it a primetime game. It'll be at night, and as we all know, Iowa is almost unbeatable at home and at night. We learned that in 2016. Ruined our national, ruined our Big Ten title chances. Ruined our playoff chances. Ruined everything. So, much rather not play Iowa at all. At all. Um, Two, I hate Nebraska. 
we had to share that stupid national title with them. And ever since then, because the coaches felt so sorry for Tom Osborne because he was retiring at the end of the season, that they had to fucking make it up to one of their own and give him the national title so this way the coaching poll could support one of their own. <laughs> Awful. Hate it. And from here on out, I hope we always beat the living crap out of Nebraska. I, I, I want to go to Lincoln. I want us to put 50 on that team every time we play them. I would love it. I mean, Northwestern, we, we'd romp. Um, Illinois, we'd romp. Uh, so I, I don't see anything. So if I have to pick one, Nebraska is going to be the one just because I hate them. Um, also, one thing that's been floated through a lot of this recently is, um, would you rather play Ohio State at the end of the season or at the beginning of the season. And I had to give it some thought. At first I thought it was a disgrace to even say that we should uh, even, you know, like think about that. You know what I mean? To even entertain the thought to play at Ohio State other than the last game of the season I thought was crazy. But when you really think about it, I'd rather play Ohio State, and if only this season, right? Extend, extenuating circumstances, obviously. I'd rather play Ohio State first. And here's why. Because right off the bat, you got to play. You got to be focused, right? You got to play them right off the bat. You don't have time to think about, well, what, what are the implications of this season, right? If we beat them, do we get to go to the Big Ten title game? What's going on? There's two. And then plus, you give them 10 weeks to get ready for us at the end of the season when. We play them right off the bat. They don't know anything we're going to do, just like we don't. And I think that helps us out even more. I'll take any advantage we can get to break this fucking curse. Any advantage we can get. And I'm not saying we should do that every year. I mean, I'm a big proponent of mixing up the divisions again and putting us over in one division and Ohio State in the other, just as long as we always play each other Every season, no questions asked, no trying, you know, oh, two-on-two-off baloney. We're not going to be, we're not going to fall to the side like Nebraska-Oklahoma did, right? Not going to happen. But I think we play them first game of the season. They're going to be rusty just like us. And I think that helps us. That helps us. So anything to help us get over that hump, right? That's what I'm going for. I just, I think, a huge key right there. Um, so now getting into some other stuff. I, I, I want to introduce like a new thing that I might be doing. It's uh, what's going on Instagram or what annoys me on Instagram. I don't know if it, I want it to be what annoys me on Instagram because there's some things I find on Instagram that I actually kind of like or intrigue me, right? Um, but here are some of the things I've seen on Instagram that I want to comment on. Um, one, I saw a defensive preview of the defensive line, and I, I will never give out names of the account because if I'm critical of them, I, it's not fair, right? I just, no need. I just want to talk about the, the subject, not who posted it. So there's a defensive preview of our defensive line. And you have Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, uh, Quiddy Pay, 
and then you have Carlo Kemp. Um, yeah, solid. All three of them, good. Going to agree with every one of them. But the the fourth starter they have on there is Derek Jeter, not Derek. Oh. <laughs> they have they have Jeter. Now, I don't know. I don't know why people fall in love with this guy at all. I, I just I we've heard so many times before. How many bowl games have they said? Oh no, Jeter's really starting to show us. He's starting to come off that knee injury. He's really he's really beginning to look like he's getting it. He's going he's going to make some noise. I mean, how many times have we heard that over and over and over again when it comes to Jeter's play? And every time we see him. He is less than impressive. And I mean, I know Harbaugh... No, granted, I had a knee uh, torn ACL way back in the day. And it's true. It takes a while before you trust your knee, before you get your speed up, before you can do anything really normal. But that was back in the day. I don't know what they're doing now, but I know it's kind of scoped and it's a lot easier. But still, I get there's a healing process, a trusting process, all that's got to happen. Um... I, just, I don't believe in Jeter. Until I see him do something, there's no way he should ever be a starter on that defensive line. Just no way. It just shouldn't happen. I'm, I'm sick of it. I, I don't want to hear about Jeter until he actually proves something on the football field. And I mean game-wise. I'm not talking being the practice superhero. Okay, I know plenty of great practice players that don't do anything in a real game. Uh, case in point, uh, O'Corn. Everybody talked about, oh, how great O'Corn was in practice. Well, what did he do in the game? And that's exactly, I'm just tired of Jeter. I hope he, I, listen, I hope he has a fantastic year. I'm not trying to shit on him. I really hope he comes out there and he crushes it. I hope he kills it. I hope he's, I hope he's uh, Mo Hurst 2.0. I really do. I would love to see it. Any type of stud we can get there would be fantastic. But you know who's earned it, in my opinion? And I, I mean, I've done a whole episode on him. Chris Hinton. Chris Hinton deserves the start there. Absolutely 100% deserves the start there. I don't I don't even want to hear about Jeter anymore. I'm done with it. I'm done with him. I'm done with the whole thing until he proves something. And I hope he does. I really, really do. I hope he does. But until then, let Chris Hinton get the start. And then you bring out you bring in Jeter and so so maybe he plays it like 10 to 20 plays a game. Awesome. Give give uh Hinton a a, a break or give uh, Carlo, the chubby face assassin, Carlo Kemp, a break. That's cool. I'm good with that. But there's no way I want Jeter starting because he's done nothing to prove in my mind otherwise. So that that kind of annoyed me. Even though I I, I want the best for the kid, so I don't want that to be you know I don't want that to be misconstrued. Um, another thing is you see this a lot, and it's uh, been announced that Nico Collins is going to take over the number one. Uh, changes number from four to number one, which I I don't know if a lot of people understand, right? Uh, it may seem like it's it's a big nothing, right? But just him doing that is claiming, staking out that he's going to be the leader of that offense. Saying, put the importance, put the, the burden, put everything on my shoulders because I'm going to be the number one guy, Right? Poor Devin Funches was, I think, the last guy who did it. Uh, Crawford, I don't really count as being the number one guy because no one knew who he was anyways. Uh, but this is a real talent. 
a Braylon Edwards-type talent stepping up to the plate and saying, I will brand myself. I will take the crown and put it on my head and say, "This, I am going to be a leader of this offense. I think it's fantastic. I think it's, uh, I, I don't know why we aren't more excited that he's going to be wearing the number one. I think we've we've called out and said, who are the leaders of this team, right? We've always, oh, I know I have. I know I've been a big, like, where's the leadership on this team? Who's going to step up and do that, right? Uh, I think it's fantastic that that kid is going to wear the number one. I think he's going to be the definition of what, uh, the player who wears that number was ideally form formulated for. You know what I mean? Like the, the pure definition of it. And I think that's Nico Collins. And my, like I've said this numerous times, I mean, he is my Randy Moss. I, I think the kid is amazingly talented. I can't wait. That's what, it's one of the big travesties of this whole pandemic is if 2020 doesn't happen in the college football and we don't get to see what Nico Collins can do with his last year before he goes into the NFL. It'll be a true tragedy. I mean, I mean, obviously separated from real world stuff, but when we're talking sport wise, that's going to be one of the real tragedies for me. Not seeing what that kid could do in his last season with a vastly better quarterback I mean, I don't even care who starts. Is going to be vastly better than than Shea Patterson. Um, I can't wait to see what he does now that he's taking on the full leadership role, and you know he's the true number one. Last year, you could have made the argument DPJ was the number one. Uh, Tariq Black thought he was the number one, even though he didn't play like it. Uh, but Nico really solidified himself as probably one of my will be one of my favorite uh, Wolverines of all time, in my opinion. I love the kid. Um, now, secondly, there are, there is another one that really irritates the hell out of me. And I can't remember. It was like probably an ESPN college football thing on, on um, Instagram. But it was, it showed two pictures. One, I think Nico Collins and one of some whoever person from Minnesota. I think it was Bateman. And it said, overrated for Michigan and underrated for Minnesota. That chaps my ass in such a way. Because as you all know, I can't stand, cannot stand, the cult, leader, the cult leader P.J. Fleck. I can't stand it. I think he beats old women or old people and dogs when people aren't looking. I think uh, that look in his face that he gets most of the time... There's some real problems going on behind those eyes. Just take a look. There's some real problems going on there. Uh, he's awful. I, I, I can't stand this dude. I cannot stand him. And the idea that Minnesota is somehow underrated. What the F have they done? What? They went 11-2 one season? One season they went 11-2. and two, And then all of a sudden, they're the belle of the ball. Oh, they're the prom queen. They're not the prom king. They're the prom queen. Are you kidding me? What have they done? Please tell me. How are they even rated? Who cares about Minnesota? I don't care. They're not underrated. They, they, oh my God, it, it drives me insane. 
They beat Penn State last year. Fine. Great for them. Good for you. But you lost in your own division to Iowa and Wisconsin. How are they underrated? How? They're going to be second or third in the West again this season. How the hell are they underrated? They're appropriately rated, if you ask me. There is no possible way. I refuse. I will die on this hill. I swear. I hope and I pray. I. They are beginning to get into the same class of hatred for me as Michigan State and Ohio State. At least there's a small, small percentage of me that respects Ohio State just because of everything they've been able to accomplish, regardless of how dirty it may have been to get there, but they still did it. I think that's the Italian in me. You know, the mob, we, we do some things kind of sketchy. I get it, but you get ahead. I understand, fine. I can respect the game. But Michigan State and Minnesota are, be, they, Minnesota's fast becoming one of the teams I can't stand to listen to. I don't want to hear nothing good about them. I dislike them. They've got a tiny little shrimpy quarterback and a decent running back and a mediocre wide receiver. I'm sorry. You put up big numbers against shit teams. I'm not going to sing your fucking praises. I'm sorry. I'm not going to think you're the second coming. Oh, just name, I don't even know, maybe you're the first coming of a Minnesota great wide receiver. Because who who's ever been a great Minnesota wide receiver in the history of Minnesota football? Nobody. Not even on Coach, the TV show, which was Minnesota State, which they used the whole the Minnesota University logo and all that baloney, the M on the helmet, all that, even the color scheme. Not even in that fake show did they have a great wide receiver. I just, I'm sick of Minnesota. I am sick. I, I want P.J. Fleck to fall so far on his face. I want his head to be buried into the ground like an ostrich. I can't stand this guy. He drives me in, literally insane. I lose my, I just lose it. I, I refuse to believe that they're going to be in. They, they, they're probably going to be decent, right? Like I said, third in the West. Third in the West. I'm sure they probably finished second in the West last season. But if you ask me if you can't beat Wisconsin, if you can't beat Iowa, you're still the third best team in the West. Okay? You are. I don't care. That, that it. Oh, my God. It just annoys me so much. It really annoys me. Um, now, I want to get off that, and I want to reiterate that I really have got a great feeling that if, if Jim Harbaugh leaves on his own accord or if he gets fired or whatever happens in the future, don't who knows, right? I really do believe we have our next head coach in waiting. I really do with Josh Gaddis. You look at what, and this is another thing I saw on Instagram, you look at what he's done uh, in recruiting, and it's short uh, I mean, it's 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 amazing, really. It's sure enough of amazing. It really is one of the better jobs I've seen. When he said, "Speed and space," I want speed and space. This is what we're going to be. Now, granted, he could only work with what he had at the time, but what he's doing to ensure speed and space 
is phenomenal. I mean, we have right now at least three guys. And I don't know what Giles Jackson has done uh, in the 100, right? I know his 40 is amazing. Mikey Samer still same thing. Samer still same thing. Great 40 times. Um, but we got three kids coming in that are straight-up track stars. So you, you're looking at five, five wide receivers, let alone the others. I mean, like the Marcus Allens and the Cornelius Johnsons and all that that are here, or Marcus Allens coming in. But five legitimate track stars. I mean, the three coming in, A.J. Henry. Runs a four six no a four point four six forty and a ten point seven three hundred. Roman Wilson runs a four point three seven forty, and I couldn't find his hundred time, but I'm sure it's sub. Uh, I'm sure it's sub eleven, right? It's under easily under eleven seconds, even if it's not at ten seconds by itself. I mean if. If A.J. Hinnings running a 4-4 and Roman's running a 4-3, you got to assume his 100 is a little bit faster than uh, A.J.'s. And then you have Xavier Worthy, which was an absolute steal uh, right now in recruiting. Another reason why just goes to show that Gaddis is really, really impressive as a recruiter and deserves the head coaching job when... Harbaugh decides to leave, or they part ways, right? Because um, uh, Xavier Worthy, 10.5, 100-yard dash. Uh, that's the old man in me, 100-yard dash. Phenomenal. Like, I don't, I mean, just the, the coaches we have right now should get us excited about the future of Michigan football. It really should. I mean, you've got Gaddis, Warner, uh Jean, whatever, Jean Mary Paul or Jean Paul Mary. Uh, I mean, Sean Nua. I mean, come on, man. If you don't get excited when you talk to Sean Nua, I don't know if you have, uh, I don't know if you know how to live life, to be quite honest with you. You look at that man and he, he exudes just like a, like just, I don't know, man, it's, He's electric. Like, you want to play for that guy. I, I would love to play for Sean Newell. I'm nowhere near big enough to be a defensive tackle. But I would, if he came a calling, I would sign a letter of intent, obviously, with Michigan because my dream school. But I just, I'm so excited about this, this future. And if it's really true that they have hired a Navy SEAL, now I got to do more, uh, more research to make sure that that is true. I heard it on a podcast. Um, I heard it on Locked On Wolverines. So I I think that's true. And I know I had been screaming about that for a while, that they need to find some, bring in somebody who knows what creating a team, creating bonds, being, being there for each other, and not panicking when things don't go your way. And that screams Navy SEAL to me. That screams special ops to me. Especially that my son has uh, gone into the Navy special ops field and is trying to be that right now. You know, uh, or going back to it when he gets the chance. Uh, he's got some things going on right now which are very exciting, but still in the Navy and doing very impressive things. Um, 
but you know what I mean? Like, the future of Michigan football is very exciting. I can't wait to see what we do. And that's why 2020 has to happen. It has to. This is going to be the season I really do believe that it, it gets us back to the old school way of playing football, you know, like just the Big Ten. It feels very high schooly again, you know, very, very 1980s, you know, for me. Then just, it, uh, it, it, all the greatness of college football is, to me, coming back to the heart of what we used to love about it, you know? I don't care about bowl games right now. I don't care about any of it. I just want to play. I want us to play Ohio State first because I really do believe that we, that right there, both teams not knowing anything about the other one, right? We have a chance. We have a much better chance. And also going into the horseshoe with no fans, because I would assume that's where all this is going. Going into the horseshoe with no fans. Where's the intimidation going to happen? Now you're just two teams playing football. Now you don't have to worry about the intimidation of the crowd. And that's real. It's real. And a crowd can intimidate you. I played football for a pretty long time. Also, being a stand-up comedian, going up on that stage and looking out into a crowd, if you aren't 100% ready for it, it can intimidate you. And even... Even if you are, to be quite honest, you are ready for it. It's still intimidating to a certain extent, you know? Uh, take that out. You put us in the first game with that team. You, I think we win that game. I think our percentages of winning that game go up by half. Because you take away the crowd. They don't know anything about us. We don't know anything about them. And now it's just playing football. That's all you got to do. You don't have to worry about anything. Just show up and play. That's it. Just show up and fucking play. Can't wait. I think we're, I think we'll, I hope, I hope we play Ohio State first. I really hope. Because we'll beat them and just think what a win against Ohio State does for us. Not just as a program, but for the 2020 season. Just think what that does for us. Right? Like, who? Who were we afraid of? We just slayed the dragon first game, baby. That's it. Who are we scared of? Bring on everyone. Bring it on everyone. Let's take them on. You think we're going to be scared to go anywhere and play anybody when we just beat Ohio State first game of the season in Columbus? Playing them number one right off the bat is huge. I hope it happens. I'm praying to the football gods that this goes down. So, guys, uh, that's really it for this week. It's done, over with. I hope you guys enjoyed it because I love doing this. Um, once again, guys, uh, go to the Michigan Maniac fan page on Facebook or Instagram or even go on iTunes and leave a review. Uh, hit me up. Let me know your name, your address, and I will send you a sticker. Um, also, I ordered um, wall art. If you haven't seen it, it's like a staggered wall art of the big house. I have one, and I'm willing to give it away. I'm going to figure out who I should give it to. Uh, I'm probably going to have some type of uh, thing that you guys have to do first. I mean, whatever it is. 
but I'm, I want to give it away. They're awesome. I have it up. Actually, go to my Instagram. Go to the uh, Michigan Maniacs podcast Instagram. Look at the one that I posted just last week, I believe. It's the same one. So if you guys want to know what it looks like, I'll actually uh, post it again on Instagram on this one uh, with this episode involved so you guys will know. But uh, I'll come up with some reason, something you guys got to do. Uh, and I'll just, Or maybe i just pick somebody I really like. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's the glory of this. That's the great part of me just having this podcast. I can do whatever the heck I want. So, um, guys, love this. I can't wait till the season. I'm dying for this season to happen. I am literally dying for this season to happen. Uh, I can't wait. I think I think we're going to shock the world. I think we're on the verge of real greatness. Like I told you, I, I really believe we're going to win a national title in 2022 uh, with the dogs and the just fantastic talent we're bringing in. I'm telling you, but 2020 helped lays that foundation of not being scared of Ohio State. Us winning, even if it's a fluke year where, we're, not even a fluke year, but just one of those weird years where there's no crowd, pandemic, we're playing them first game of the season, but if we break that, all we have to do is win once, and I'm telling you, we have the young kids who want to beat Ohio State. Quiddy Pay said himself they are installing hate for Ohio State and the new kids coming up. So we beat them once. It'll happen again. It'll happen. Then we get them 2021 in the big house. We win that game. 2022, our national title season year. We're going to win that game too in Columbus. We're going to have at least, hopefully at least, one Big Ten title. By the time 2022 comes around, I'm telling you, this year needs to happen for us. We need to put all the positive energy in the world so this way we get over the worry of this pandemic and just play ball. We need this. Well, first of all, we need sports as a country. We just do. And football is number one on that list. But for us, 2020 needs to happen because that's going to set up. That's going to set the foundation for our 2022 national title run. I'm calling it now. That'll put at, that'll put Harbaugh eight years. I believe it. I believe it's eight years. I could be wrong, but I think it was eight years since 2022. The exact same amount of time that uh, Dabo Sweeney took with Clemson. Sometimes it takes a while to build a a juggernaut, especially when you have another juggernaut in your conference. Just like Clemson had to get over Florida State, we have to get over Ohio State. I'm telling you, 2020 starts that roll. Starts that that huge rock down down the hill, baby. We're doing this. So, okay, guys, I'll get out of here. Uh, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, remember, go blue.